Welcome again to the Strange Room Podcast. Yes, my name is Jason Barnard, and you've uh, you've just heard Alison O'Donnell and uh, an empire in its uh, glory. One of the highlights from her new album uh, out on Megadodo, "Climb, Share the Fields of Peace." Welcome, Alison. Hello, and we we sort of shook hands earlier over over the Skype, but yes, hello. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's honestly it's it's my pleasure. Um, We'll, we'll broadly uh, be covering uh, the tracks chronologically, but I, I did want to open with um, a song from, from the new record, so just to sort of to hear from you about that album, first of all. And uh, yeah, so tell us about um, Climb, Share the Fields of Peace and as well as uh, that track, An Empire in Its Glory. 
the, the whole album has really been done incredibly quickly when you consider how long some things do take. And because I can do my own recording now, it's all been done within a year and went to a label and it's going to be out within that period, which is quite extraordinary because some of the things I've done the last five to 10 years, some of them have taken three years to or four years even to come to fruition. So this is feels fresh because it's been done so quickly. And myself and my main collaborator and co-conspirator, David Coulihan, um, we're both students of United Bible Studies. You know, we, we work very fast together. So um, and we do a, a lot of work on each other's music. So it, we were able to just go at it, you know, really all the time, you know, until it was uh, all the tracks were done. And, you know, it just turned out to be a really fast project. They're all very personal songs because I'm very I find that lyrically, um, you know, lyrics are very important. I think and a lot of people only listen to the music but I find uh, you know writing lyrics is just as important so there are a lot of themes in there which are very meaningful to me so Empire and its glory is about you know so many people emigrate from Ireland and that's what it's about my great-grandfather you know emigrating and he was a musician so but that will appeal I think and, and resonate with a lot of people from Britain and Ireland you know who have to emigrate somewhere else to have a better life. That's great. So it was a, a really quick process doing the, the new record. And I assume you'll be, um, the, well, I assume there'll be more in the pipeline. Well, uh, I'm doing two other projects with Dave and one of them's with a Canadian pianist who used to be in a band called Mr. Pine, where a couple of good food tracks into that. And I have two other projects of my own that, well, I won't say anything about them now, but I've got an idea about what to do with them. Um, and uh, Dave's got stuff coming out that, you know, I'm doing, a, I've contributed to, and I've got probably with other collaborators, um, Firefay and Head South by Weaving, we're on, we're already starting album number two, slowly, but surely. So, you know, there's a lot, United Bible Studies have something like three albums come out every year. So, you know, I usually have something on, on one or other of their albums, sometimes only one thing, and sometimes it's soundscape, sometimes it's a song, sometimes it's playing something, you know, Sometimes there's nothing at all because we're 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 quite uh, diverse. Yeah, and um, it's great that you mention uh, all those artists because uh, I think we're playing a, a, a nice selection of those um, kind of in the second half of the show. So um, it really is almost a tale of two halves today. First of all, sort of in our in our second track, I'd like to take you uh, way back. I think to sort of the mid to late sixties and the the very sort of well, the certainly early recording uh, years of Mellow Candles. I'd, like to play Feeling High. First of all, what was the sort of lineup of Mellow Candle in those early years and how did you get to release a single over in the, the UK? Well, because uh, we, we started at school together, three of us, Mariah, White, Clodagh, Simmons and myself, basically every lunchtime playing in the music room. The nuns would let us in there. I mean, we, we weren't having official lessons, but they they sort of recognised that we had something and they let us have a music room most days. And we we were practice every day and sometimes after school and Clodagh was doing all the writing then uh, because she played piano we made a we made a reel to reel and she sent it round to a lot of DJs and eventually you know we got a bite so we were were invited over to do it and you know we were completely overawed because the breakaways for for a start were backing us I mean they did Alfie with Scylla Black and you know they're just magnificent backing singers we were 
very young, impressionable girls. And, uh, you know, that whole experience of, of 22-piece orchestra and the breakaway singing was, <laughs> was completely, I mean, we were giggling a bit because we kept thinking, is this really happening? But, you know, it did happen. And, and that was the start of Mellow Candle. And, you know, from there we went on to more mature songs, obviously. And, and we met up with other musicians and the rest is a bit of history. But uh, the first single was was definitely an incredible experience of, sort of swinging London. And uh, it was very exciting, you know, really exciting. We we were sort of, we'd go through Soho and, uh, you know, there'd be people leering out of doorways at us and, you know, we weren't supposed to to look at them. And, you know, we were being protected because we were, we were 15, you know. talked about the sort of maturing sound um, uh, and in terms of the next song I wanted to um, play uh, a song of the, that you did uh, but the sort of demo version which I think was recorded in 1969 which uh, eventually got released uh, as part of the Virgin Prophet set and that's uh, Heaven Heath. Yes uh, well these the, the the 69 to 71 demos are uh, they sort of they they were including they they included songs that were fun playful things that we we were never really going to intend to release, but they were a part very much part of us in those early days before we got a drummer and uh, the the early versions of some of those songs some people love them more than they than the than the swaddling songs versions it's just a it's just you know, different things appeal to different people. And some of them are are, are really good. Um, 
and they they turn out very similarly but they are different because they don't have drums and all the rest of it but I think there's a lot of very nice stuff on there it's it's maybe more charming than than swaddling songs I think the Virgin Prophet but um, I'm glad we we kind of got that material together um, mainly myself and Ted Carroll who managed us for, for a long time and who's always been a great mentor to me one of the greatest people in music really and uh, so we, we put that together and, and put them out but I think people always were looking for other mellow candle material because there was so little and because we we broke up um, when we did after really a short time after recording um, it was because we couldn't get any gigs and concerts and things we we fell between the stools of folk and rock and it was very difficult then to to get gigs you know if you if you were kind of in that niche and uh, so we kind of we broke up but I'm glad that that material went out because it is part of of what we were in the early days and heaven heaven heat of course is very uh, the religious overtones as I'm sure it's so obvious because anybody living in Catholic Ireland for all those years you know you can't get away from it <laughs> Uh, you, you wrote a few uh, tracks that, that, that saw their way on released on uh, Swaddling Songs, and of one is Sheep Season. Yeah, and I think um, a, a lot of my early writing um, 
when I was learning to write, because I came out of the out of the shadow of Clodagh Simmons, who's a great writer, and Dave, who wrote, and I sort of had to get out from from and make my own way later on, and become much more prolific, in, especially in the last five years. But a lot of the early material is kind of very pastoral and rural because I grew up in a really beautiful part of South County Dublin, which is picture postcard, really. And uh, it's always in my mind's eye. So, you know, I think uh, sheep season uh, and, and you know, a lot of the the material through the years is is driven by those this early sort of rural memories and being able to roam freely as a child and play anywhere up till 10 o'clock at night at the age of 10. I mean, who could do it now? And so it, it kind of, it's really, it stays with you all of that. Shine.
Now, the second track I'd like to play from Sordering Songs is Messenger Birds. Yes, it's such a long time ago. I've been trying to remember because I have performed it over the years a little bit because usually if I do a concert with one of my collectors, uh, United Bible Studies aside, I end up really doing one of those songs. And I'm not that madly keen on doing it, but a lot of other people want to, and I appreciate that, and I respect that. So we we do them. Um, but I often try to remember how I got the initial idea about writing that. And I think, uh, because I used to play guitar when I was very, very young. I don't anymore. I play much easier things now. I suppose it's, I think I must have read something about a tragedy at sea. And, and you know, I think that's what it's based on. Because often I read things um, or hear about things and I think, gosh, that's that would make a really good song. And, you know, I expand on it where I do a bit of research on it. And I think probably that probably came about because of something like that. I may have read something in the newspaper. I actually can't remember. It's a long time ago. I mean, you know, feeling high was like, it'll be 50 years next year, you know. <laughs> and, but when we recorded it, it's 50 years. So it's, it's 50 years that I've been doing this. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> She's sad thinking 
the final track from Metal Candle I'd like to play is Down the Wing. Um, I think that got released as single, but you were kind of... Did it get any airplay? I don't think it charted, did it? No, no. Did anything I ever did chart? <laughs> <laughs> chart outside the mainstream, gosh, charting. Um, no, it, it it was a single. And, of course, you know, the thing about singles is feeling high and that and, and you know, anything really that's that sort of doesn't chart. In a way, it becomes a collector's item. And, and you know, these singles sell for tons of money. Hundreds of like you're talking 300 quid at least for any of those singles. And uh, yeah, Swaddling, uh, Swaddling Songs singles, um, they sell for a lot of money. And Down the Wing is, you know, I've got the dragon. It was a stuffed dragon we used to put on the piano and I, I've still got it. Um, Down the Wing is, let's say he was a dragon. So that's really what that song is about. <laughs> but I still have the dragon there. I, 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 I rooted it out of a trunk. A few weeks ago, I thought, oh, there's Dan the Wing. Yeah, you were kind of referring to this earlier in terms of Mellow Candle. You kind of fell between two stools of folk and rock, and despite the quality of the music, things just didn't take off, and um, eventually you um, made your way to South Africa? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was a difficult breakup. You know, Claude and William went to America, and Dave and I went to South Africa, as far away from everything as possible. I mean, that's just, I think, says it all. And, you know, I think because also we were managed alongside Thin Lizzy, who became very successful, it was, and they were much, it was much easier for them to be placed in clubs and things, uh, venues, much easier. So I think we just didn't see a future for ourselves. And we were probably, you know, we were very crestfallen is, is, is probably an understatement about the fact that the album didn't do that well. We really stepped aside from everything and, and it was a terrible blow actually, a really terrible blow. We've worked it all out between us since in in chapters and books and things and we're all okay with it now. Um, but it was a probably one of the worst times of my life really. And uh, yeah, going to another country so far away is pretty radical thing to do but that's uh, that's we felt we had to do something completely different you know so that's what we did you know and uh, we went to South Africa which was an unpopular decision I have to say with many people friends and family uh, very unpopular considering you know South Africa and all the rest of it apartheid but uh, we went because Dave was born there and you know we had to make a life there but it was very tough Towards the late 70s, you did uh, record a, a new album. Yes, Liberty Tribute to Flighty Person. Um, yes, we did, because we found David Marks, um, who's another great man in music in South Africa, an absolute champion of everyone who's sitting in any kind of niche situation. And he took us on and, he, you know, he gave us a sort of platform to launch off at the Market Theatre. It's a very famous theatre in, in Johannesburg and he his label he took us on to to make the album uh, Whistling Jays to the Moon and considering you know that sort of folk and trad in South Africa was extremely it was a tiny tiny audience for it um, we were very lucky to get it done and then get you know the, it, we met up with Barry and Joe Glenn, who now live in Canada, and uh, you know, we we they had nice material, we had some material, and we we just got a whole set together. We did a lot of gigs, we did house parties and gigs and things, and as we made the album, and uh, we were happy with it. And I think you know, it's it's kind of stands as test of time. It's also a collector's item. I think I remember saying to to um, to the guy that used to, um, a guy called Henry, used to help us with our sound when, in the early days there, when we when, before we made that. I remember saying, um, this will be a collector's item one day, like, like, you know, just as a joke. And yeah, of course it is. But no, we're very happy with, with, with um, and Flippity Jibbert broke up because we moved on to other things. And, you know, I moved into an area of basically learning stagecraft, you know, acting and things and I'm a terrible actress but I actually did learn a lot of stagecraft which now I can incorporate into my live work and I do so enjoy a little bit of playfulness masks and things like that you know and I, I, I'm glad that I, I had an opportunity to learn how to do all of that. Yeah and the first song from Flippity Jibbit I've picked is Little Roving Sailor is that a traditional song? Yes it is yeah and uh, it's basically she's a very feisty woman at the heart of that song who's not going to just marry anybody
the last song from Flippity Gibbet is uh, Episodes. Is that one of your own? It is. And again, it goes back to the rural thing. It's it's really all about nature and the land and, you know, just the, the whole kind of thing of, of sometimes you can go out and shut the world out and be at one with it. And it's really about that. It's very, very simple. But um, I do love that song. And uh, I think it's it's just... It's beautifully simple. Very much so. That's why I picked it. Yes. Well, I'm de- I'm delighted you picked it because it's not an obvious favourite of, of, you know, people are, don't often pick that out of that album, but it is one of my favourites um, because it's it's just very direct and uh, it, oh, simple. Sometimes simple is good. <laughs> break really in time in terms of your your music we go kind of almost to 10 years ago now and we have a track uh, by yourself and the owl service the wooden coat how did you get back into to music and um get involved with this particular song well um after i had done mission acquisition 2006 i kind of 2007 and everything was very much a myspace era and a number of people contacted me through MySpace, and one of them was Stephen Collins. You know, he is the Owls, really. And he and I have worked together a lot over the years. I, I've done a lot of contributions to, you know, one or two things here and there. And we did a whole EP together, which I think is amongst my best work, The Fabric of Folk. And he contacted me through MySpace, and we just we just basically got to know each other a little bit through email and and we we started writing the material together, and some of the tracks were 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 traditional. And 
that really was the start of a whole uh, world of working with collaborators because Dave Coulhan, who I'm working with such a lot now, I, I sort of did similar time. I did a double album with him, a couple of tracks on it, and that was the beginning of our work together. So, you know, it all sprung up really from MySpace. And The Wooden Coat is an original song, and it's, it's really about... Um, I remember an old family friend some years ago, um, she was in her 70s and she was very sick. And she just said, you know, I wish I could just not wake up one day because she was so ill. And that's what that song is about. That wanting, you know, when you've had enough, enough is enough and, you know, you want to slip away quietly. And that's what that song's about. Cut me a drift You beg everyone I want to don The wooden coat I have made no pact With the evil one Immortality 
The next song, I think, is from your first solo album, uh, Hey 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 Witch, and that's Come On To Me. So I, I guess after collaborating with artists, you, you then kind of wanted to produce your own record? Yes, and I probably crammed too many collaborators into that one. It's like everybody I ever kind of thought about, you know, working with me and vice versa. But um, Dave and Gavin from from United Bible Studies really are, are, are responsible for that particular track. And I wanted to choose that track. And it was a difficult choice because there, there are a lot of tracks I could have picked. But it's about historical sex abuse. And I, I remember reading about the Haute de la Garenne uh, scandal years ago and being horrified. And Gavin has done all of these really creepy sounds because it's very kind of cavernous and basements and... It, reading about it, I, we had to think about something that would really suit the song. And um, Dave is singing on it with me, and he's got a beautiful, sonorous voice. So I really love that track. I mean, it, it is the, the subject matter is pretty awful, but it's an, to me, it's an important track, and it's important for me to when I when I write something like that for it to end up on a record and to sometimes get played, you know. So I'm pleased about that track being played. Mother could not face the task Despite the holy words bestowed Brother ripped from sister's clasp And set upon a narrow road Down the deep dark winding stair The beating demon lay Foul of mind with hands in prayer All decency in disarray 
move forward to uh, a track that you made with Head Soft by Weaving uh, Fleeing Limbus. I was listening to that earlier. That is a very, very strong song. Yes, and I did it live with them when we were playing last um, uh, well, in March and we did a couple of gigs in England 
And for the first time ever, after all those years of recording, we got to play it live and, and a number of other things. And actually, it was one of the best songs in the set. It just, I don't know, it just took off. I could really feel it. And uh, it's really, it's a song about, you know, when you have a, a nightmare and you can't wake up from it and you're you're running away from the devil or somebody who's, or a clown or whatever is chasing you. And, you know, your feet is, are stuck in the sand and you're looking down and you're thinking, these are not going anywhere. They're just stuck. It's really about that, um, you know, having uh, being in a, a situation where you can't get away from it. And, you know, whoever's pursuing is coming closer and closer and closer. So fleeing Limbus. Yeah, it's um, there's a video that that, um, that was made to go with it. And that's quite sort of uh, dark. <laughs> the album, The Execution of Frederick Baker, that comes from and we're, we're starting a second one. There's a lot of, you know, nice songs on there. Good collaborations with Graham Lockett and uh, some of his songs some of mine and then some we've written together and he's a great guy to work with we we just we sailed through all the material there were never any problems and we didn't know we did we hadn't met for you know for a long time and when we did meet you know we, we got on really well and uh it just you know some things are you know it's a good marriage he's one of them
know, you're very, very prolific in the, the, the last seven years or so, Alison. We, we next have a song uh, that you did with uh, 5A, Night Spell. Yes, uh, that's from uh, the United Queen album. And uh, that's maybe the most uh, radio friendly track, maybe. I think it has been played before. And it's really about the, 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 the magic and pull of the moon and, you know, idea from, you know, again, a writing partner, Adam Bolesky, who is really easy to work with. And Carol, his wife, you know, it's an idea from both of them. And uh, it worked out into a very nice song. And I managed to get a bit of auto harp into it as well, a few clangy things, you know, because it's sometimes I like to be able to do a few musical bits as well on, on a very basic level. And I've started to experiment more with that lately because with United Bible Studies, basically you can sing and play anything and nobody bats an eyelid. It's, it's, a, it's an, it, you know, it's an experimental collective. Basically, uh, you know, you can you can have a go at anything. So, uh, yeah, that album worked out very well as as well. And we're on number two. So and we, we did some uh, we did we did a gig in a concert in Cardiff last uh, December. And uh, it just was wonderful to play with them. Wonderful to play with them. It was just terrific. And uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. But, you know, putting out a six piece or, or whatever, seven piece, six piece, it's costly and um, coming over from Ireland. So we don't do it very often. Um, but rehearsing for these things, you have to rehearse at home and then put it together in one or two rehearsals, which is is tough. <laughs> but I was very pleased with this album. And uh, Golden Pavilion took it up uh, after Stone Tape. Uh, Golden P- Pavilion put it out in vinyl and they also have taken up some recent UBS stuff. So, you know, again, there's lots of sort of interrelated things going on there. See you in a lunar sea. 
And you, you mentioned that inter, interrelated thing, and obviously United Bible Studies. That's our penultimate track, The Devil's Trumpet is the Witch's Weed. Yes, uh, The Devil's Trumpet is the Witch's Weed. The Devil's Trumpet is it's a flower, but the song is about, um, it's my anti-smoking song, actually. And I used to be a heavy smoker like 28 years ago, but I have seen in the last 15 years so many people die from smoking and alcohol-related illnesses. And I had a French friend who I acted as an extra kin for because she didn't have any here. And she died in her mid-40s six years ago. And I was so angry at the loss of somebody who was so vibrant and who loved life so much that really that's why I wrote that song. And um, it's, it, yeah, it's me. It's It means a lot to me. And I think, you know, to, I just think sometimes I know it is a choice that people have to make and I don't want to kind of bang on about it, but it's the wrong choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I do feel quite strongly about it. I don't go around telling people stop smoking, but I do write about it from time to time, these things, if I'm very affected by them. And I was very affected by that because I had to see her through from a short period from diagnosis to her very death. And and it was a very, very hard thing to, to witness. And I thought, gosh, you know, it's such a waste of life. So that's what that song's about. And uh, United Bible Studies, uh, it comes from the um, Rosary Bleeds album, which is really all my writing with, with Dave Coulihan. And uh, um, I'm quite proud of that album. It's it's quite experimental. And, you know, I'm very happy I was able to do something like that. It's very electronic, um, but it, it takes in all of the bits of me. I, I was very pleased about it. You know, I'm say we've got so many things going on. I mean, never-ending collection of albums being released and I think there's one coming out later the star of the sea moves today to its rising I can't even remember really what I did in that because we've done so much together that um but that's why the way I like to do things is to be prolific because life is short I'm not young and I have only so much time to get all of this stuff out and because I didn't do anything for 10 years between 95 uh, 85 and 95 the fact that I didn't do anything then, it all poured out later and it's continuing to do so. It's If you do something like that and take a huge step back, you know, the catching up never stops. <laughs> hey.
young one's ledge There is no time left for fear The luscious days you devoured A little less when your face was smooth And we would not be laying down our flowers And the uh, yeah, I mean the quality of the songwriting, the recording is 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 clearly there. Um, I mean, we we get we get to our last track now, and obviously it's from the new album, Climb Sheer the Fields of Peace. When when's it out, Alison? Thirteenth uh, of July, and the 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 title comes from um, the last line of one of the songs, Memorial, which is a poem written and published by my mother's cousin in. I think it was the early 60s, and I couldn't think of a title for ages. And one day I was just walking around, and that line came into my head, and I thought, okay, that's it, go with that. And that's why the song Memorial is about him traveling overnight because his mother was dying, and he didn't get there quite in time. And just at the last line, I thought, okay, that's the title of the album. I'm sure the fields of peace. And in the snowmelt? In the snowmelt is, um, again, it's it's kind of, it's, I had to do a lot of research because it's about British Columbia and David had sent me some tracks uh, which make up most of Climb Share the Fields of Peace and uh, this was one of them and he, I think he had had a provisional title of Stumps in the Snowmelt or something like that and I thought okay so I went with the title and wrote a, a song to fit the title but I had to do quite a lot of research about Snowmelt and so it's about British Columbia, it's about really a person living on the land but it's very hard obviously a flora and fauna there and just appealed to me when I when I researched it the 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 uh the kind of uh the whole ice and snow thing and and Dave has done a suitably 
sort of icy some icy bits to, to go with it and uh, i think it's really a nice track and also I, I there's some quite strange backing vocals in it but i absolutely love them um they're they're quite sort of otherworldly in a way but they just fit the song you know got a website um i know that people also need to check out the mega dodo uh, records uh, website as well and i've got a band camp because you know in my in my outside the mainstream, you know, I don't sell much, but, uh, you know, I try to talk, mention it whenever I can because, uh, you know, it's it's important to, to, to for people to know that they can buy some of the music and uh, especially because I have a lot of friends different parts of the world and, you know, so the digital thing is easier for them. Although actually these days, really, I think what sells most really is the vinyl. People just want vinyl, don't they? And, uh, you know, I'm doing some, uh, I forgot to mention it there, but uh, we're doing um, Sidmouth Folk Festival. So that'll be interesting on the 11th of August with UBS. And we're playing in Belfast, I think, in July. So uh, I'm looking forward to the live stuff as well. Thank you so much for your time, Alison. It's great to be able to finally put everything together for the listener. Yeah, well, thank you. And um, I look forward to it from you when it comes out. Spirit bear 
snow melt where loggers have done their kill. Navigate the jags of downstream ice, no pelts to keep out the chill. Falling on stumps, falling in snow melt where loggers have done their kill. Navigate the jags of downstream ice, no pelts to keep out the chill. Thank you.